it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,576. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest by the name of Elizabeth Puckett. Elizabeth Puckett is the editor-in-chief of Motorious.com, an online publication that caters to the collector and enthusiast crowd with a focus on American muscle cars. But they also deal with other vehicles, too. Prior to joining Motorious, she worked at Mustangs Unlimited as a product development specialist and then turned to freelance writing in the automotive marketing field. She transitioned to online publications focusing on news and features. As an editor, her father was a big influence on her path towards automotive obsession because he was a top fuel funny car driver. She has drag raced herself and done some road racing as well. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Elizabeth, but first, a word from our valued sponsor that make cars yeah possible so buckle up it's going to be a fun ride we'll be right back when it comes to your vehicles things can get a little messy rain snow salt mud dirt and everything mother nature comes up with can hurt the finish of your vehicles both inside and out like that bird on the branch up above your car i'm not worried though because i've used covercraft products on my ride since 1975 That's right, since 1975. Today, Covercraft offers you a total solution for vehicle protection. They make the best-fitting, finest-made car covers in the world and offer a wide variety of materials, colors, and options that protect your paint and the interior, whether your car is inside or outside. Plus, they keep your car cool when it's parked in the sun. Live where it's really sunny all the time? (laughs) Lucky. Covercraft covers and sunscreens are the best. If you've got pets, messy kids, messy in-laws, just plain messy friends, Covercraft seat covers are the perfect fit and perfect solution for keeping your seats looking new. They're easy on, easy off, and they're easy to wash too. And don't forget Covercraft's custom fit floor mats and trunk liners, plus they're very handy seat back organizers. They are must-haves for all your vehicles. Your car, your truck, your van, or whatever you drive will say thank you. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120, that's Y-E-A-H-120, at Covercraft.com, you can get 10% off your Covercraft order. Just go to Covercraft.com, check out all the products they have to protect your vehicles, use the code YEAH120 at checkout, and get that 10% discount. That's Covercraft.com and use YEAH120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. Kevin Buckler is a winning racer and team owner of the Racers Group. He has over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans. Kevin realized the racing world is about the people and founded Adobe Road Winery. He and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own with a racing twist. Just like in racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, superb taste, all blended together with a whole lot of fun. 
There are four carefully crafted blends with race-inspired names. Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. When you purchase all four, you get the entire lineup in a beautifully designed gift box. There's a printed description of the blends inside the box lid, and every bottle is parked in a protective die-cut placeholder. The bottles feature three-dimensional labels, and I promise you'll want to keep them after enjoying these delicious wines. The box is so cool, you'll want to keep it too. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiasts in your life, and I have a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, all caps, at checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wine from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off on your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH today to get your deal. Cheers. Hey, Elizabeth, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah, for sure. Start your engines. All right, here we go. Well, before we jump into the questions I have for you today, I always ask my guests this. What's one little thing that most people don't know about you? Um, My big thing I think that people are surprised about is that I actually learned to drive a stick on a motorcycle instead of a car first. Yeah. Um, And I just basically got a motorcycle one day and drove it to work 22 miles the next day. Uh, no idea how to operate it, but it was one of those like mental clicks where if I don't do this right, I'm going to die. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're a brave lady. Holy cow. I know, a little impulsive sometimes, but <laughs> because of that, you know, I kind of like, I got this flow with shifting gears and I think I'm one of the better manual drivers, like kind of toot my own horn about that. So yeah, yeah. that's something that not a lot of people know. Well, you are a brave lady, you know, but the idea of getting on a bike and then riding it to work the next day, holy cow. In Atlanta traffic. I just uh, want to well, put that out there Even too. worse. I mean, yeah. we're lucky Everyone's we still have you. Bumper bumper, so. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like, well, you can't let it sit there and chatter or anything like that. There's no room for error. It's, you know, this is going to work or you're going to die. So, <laughs> Well, I hope you at least had a helmet on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Helmet. I had really cool, like, leathers on. Yeah, right. I was like. Ready to go. Had some cool boots. (laughs) Cool. Just, I don't know. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Well, listen, let's start on this journey we call your life. And I want to start by asking you for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. So uh, grab the wheel. Okay. So Shirley Maldoni said this. She said, there's no room for egos in my camp. We work together as a team and that's how we go to the winner's circle. Mm. And that's how Mm. I feel about most things, which, you know, as a... editor in chief for a team of writers, that's, you know, kind of what I teach them, what I always promote to them. I always bring that up is we're working together. We're working together for the common goal to beat the competitors. So that is just always resonated with me. And she's one of my biggest heroes. I love her. So the fact that she said that like makes it even cooler. So that's kind of my inspiration quote. Well, I love that. And it's so important. You know, just my guest yesterday was Rob Kreider. He's a California Highway Patrolman who has been racing, serious racing for some time. Just incredible. And uh, he said the same thing. Kevin Buckler, who I recently had on the show, who runs TRG, the racers group, same thing. I mean, yeah, it's a team effort. 
And any great leader knows that. And everybody on the team has to pull their weight, but they always have to work together, support each other and so forth. So it uh, makes a world of sense. Well, let's talk a little bit about this business you're involved in today. Motorious. It's uh, M-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S.com, online mm-hmm. publication. So tell us what has you excited about what you're doing these days. Tell us what Motorious is all about. Okay, so Motorious, uh, we have different sections of our site. I'm in charge of the editorial section. It's an online publication uh, part of the site. We also have uh, dealer inventory that you can check out, and then we have auctions that we run on the site. Um, I've been with Motorious since it was launched about a year and a half ago, I'd say. And then coming into this year, we sort of had like a Phoenix moment where we had some like technical things going on. And we kind of, I wouldn't say relaunched, but we were down for a little while. Mm -hmm. And just being able to build it from the beginning, but then kind of go back and build it again. But when we had our Phoenix moment, I was the editor in chief at that point, um, because I started off as a writer, you know, just a contributor. And just being able to kind of go back and like do things not different, you know, but like better. And like I had a better understanding of what our mission was, what our goal was. And then I had like a great team. So I feel like when we started again in like February, we got bigger, faster, we had more traffic faster. Like it just, everything seemed to kind of like come together better. Okay. So Matorius is about to host the first ever online Tom Mac auction. It's a huge deal, you know, four decades in, this is the first time they're doing it online. So I'm like really excited about that. Um, We have this system we call the knowledge base articles, a group of articles that basically you can reference uh, historical information about uh, classic cars. And uh, we're working on that. And like right now, the timing of that is perfect. Mm -hmm. Although we didn't plan this, you know, we've been working on this for a long, long time. But since people can't, you know, go to car shows or auctions right now, we're kind of giving them like a more interactive way to find out about classic cars and to kind of like see them and interact with them. Again, we didn't plan this timing, but it kind of came together like perfectly. Yeah, it sounds like it. Let me ask you this uh, based on what we're all going through right now, because this has certainly affected so many people in so many negative ways. How is is Matorius dealing with this pandemic? You mentioned one example of hosting an auction, and we're starting to see more of these online auctions because people can't go, obviously. Uh, But how has this affected you guys in your business? Well, I think we all kind of had a moment when it was when people got sent home, you know, all the lockdowns started where we really had our moment mm-hmm. as a team where we were wondering, uh, you know, how, do, how are we going to move forward? And all these events are getting canceled and we, you know, cover GAA, Barry Jackson, Mecham, you know, all of them. What are we going to cover now? I mean, we have other sources of news that we cover, but these are like our big events. And, you know, we were kind of looking around the room wondering what we're going to do. And we just started kind of creatively coming up with ways to report on this ways that people could start counting on us to talk about this in like a factual way, and how it's affecting the industry. And I really think like that's where we picked up some readership Mm -hmm. was because of the pandemic, you know, as awful as it is, people knew that they could come to us and find out the facts of what's going on with all their auctions, auction cars, all that. So Right, exactly. Uh, we adapted pretty quickly, and we were we kind of had a plan early on too of how we're going to cover this. Initially, I told the team I don't want to talk about this on our site. You know, back when it first started, I told them I'm not interested in this uh, gloom and doom. Right. 
horrible news. People don't want to hear about it. But then it got to the point where it's like, you can't avoid talking about it. So, well, it's an interesting thing to me because back when the 0809 recession hit, I was working in a catalog business and we were concerned because there was a huge economic meltdown from mm-hmm. that, obviously. But what we found was that one thing, people are innovative, which we're seeing in so many sectors right now. But the other thing is people's passions don't go away even when their wallets shrink. They still right. want to partake in some way. So they reach out. And for me here at Cars Yeah, my podcast, I've seen a 10 to 15% listenership increase every month since March. And it's continuing. So I figured, okay, I haven't really changed. I'm still producing five shows a week, but people are seeking content of something because they have more time on their hands now if they're stuck at home mm-hmm. or if, heaven forbid they're out of work. And so there you go. Um, so there, there is a side, but I'm seeing incredible innovation. I participated uh, last month in a virtual wine tasting with a new sponsor of mine, Adobe Road Winery. I'd never done that before. And I thought, how do you do a virtual wine tasting? But we had we had over 80 people on the show on a Saturday night. We talked about the racing series wine that uh, Kevin Buckler produces there. He's uh, a racer, but also has the winery. And, and at the end of it, you know, my wife was in the other room on her computer. I was on mine and we had all these people participating. Peter Brock yeah. was there. Lynn St. James was there. And I went, well, that was really interesting. We would not have seen or interacted with those people at all if not right. for this virtual event. So there's some positives here, some silver linings, I think, and people are finding ways just like you guys are. Yeah, and I was on that um, that virtual you wine were. tasting. Yeah, you were, yeah. And did you have a good time? I did, it was yeah. very interesting. And Lynn St. James, like, she's so cool. She was like, great. she's like the coolest. Yeah. And uh, the shift wine is really good. Oh, that's um, my, that's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so yummy. And I'm not really like a red wine drinker, but, but I mean, that was delicious. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then like, feel like I've learned a bunch of things about wine and then, then, you know, kind of the platform. I'm actually covering that right now. Yeah. Should have a story out pretty soon about that event and just sort of how those events tie in with car people. Because they're the wine tasting hobby kind of does collaborate with the car collection mm-hmm. hobby in sure. a big way. Like, oh yeah. You know, at events we do we do have kind of this wine element, you know, we have wine tastings at different auctions and things like that that, you know, coincide. So to kind of have that tie in was really cool. Like I, I really enjoyed that. Well, I think also, in fact, I know this, that high-end brands do relate. If you think about Pebble Beach Car Week and all the high-end brands that show up yeah. for that. And even if, say, Lamborghini parties, Alfa Ferrari parties, all these major man, uh, marks that come and put on these shows, they're serving wines. Those wines are being marketed by them. And in the case of Kevin Buckler, of course, being a 27-year racer and then building a winery and then a series around racing called the Racing Series. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole time. <laughs> there and i think the fact that even some of the people that were on that event that weren't car people had a good time learning about car people and about how it ties for those listeners that didn't get to do that and hopefully we'll do another one and i'll invite all of you but uh, we did in car driving he had his racers do a you know corner by corner of uh, uh, daytona and laguna seca and yeah it was really fun so there's a real tie-in here i think with all this but it it, you know what it's really all about for me is people getting together and enjoying each other's company and sharing passions and you know elizabeth car people are people that love to be around other people right yeah you know i didn't even think about <laughs> this but you know you brought up that people were on the call that weren't car people that didn't even occur to me yeah that oh yeah people were there for the wine and not 
not all car people. So that's that's a very interesting avenue that I, I, I want to include my coverage of this. Well, I think it's important because it opens up one world to another world in many yeah. ways. And the people I've spoken with afterwards who participated that aren't car people said, you know, I, I really had fun. I, I I just thought the car stuff wouldn't be that interesting, but I found it really yeah. interesting and exciting. And I learned some things and didn't know that, you know, Lynn St. James had raced that race seven times. And, you know, this was going to be the 104th running this year. Hopefully they'll still do it in the fall, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it's fascinating and really, really cool. Well, let's yeah. jump just jump into what I call my challenge question. I want you to talk about a big challenge you faced in your life, something that really set you back a bit. Take us on a deep dive, but more importantly, what was the learning lesson so you could move forward from that situation in a positive way? I've kind of like dusted myself off a couple times from uh, life throwing me curveballs. Um, I say like my biggest challenge is when the last recession hit I was three months pregnant like when it really started affecting businesses mm-hmm. I was three months pregnant with my daughter who's now nine and my husband lost his contract job mm. so there was no you know unemployment or anything like that available for him yeah and yeah. my job that I was working was pretty entry level it, I was working at Mustang Unlimited as a product development specialist so it was pretty like entry level work. Um, so I wasn't getting paid enough to support an entire household. And when he lost his job, it was, you know, three months pregnant, I don't know what to do. So when that happened, I basically, you know, I saw all, you know, like 40% of our workforce was cut. So I had to come up with a way to make more money. I couldn't ask for a raise after everyone, you know, was getting fired. Right. So I started learning marketing because the entire marketing company or department was let go. And because I was so good at that and I learned so much about it, they let me work some overtime to continue their marketing efforts. And through that overtime, you know, I made a couple hundred bucks more a week and I was able to support the household. And that was really like, uh, you know, at first I didn't think there was a way through it. I didn't see an avenue that we were going to make it. And we don't have... You know, we don't have like rich relatives or anything like that. We're all pretty middle class around here. So it wasn't, there was no cushion at all. It's just trial by fire. And then it kind of happened again. Uh, My husband was in an accident and couldn't work. And it just so happened that I went, I just went back to freelance work after working for a company that was sold. I worked there for a couple of years and then I just transitioned back into freelance work a month before. So I was just getting my clients back. Uh, you know, we had talked about it as a family and, you know, kind of building everything back up because, you know, as a freelance, exclusively freelance writer, you have to have kind of this pool of clients. You have to have five or six clients to really make some money. Right. But I didn't have that. I had like one client and I had to do it all over again. I had to become the head of household all of a sudden. I didn't think there was an avenue. I didn't think there was a path. I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it all came together. We didn't miss a payment of anything. We didn't have to borrow money from anyone. And we just, you know, went through. And I think like the big, it, and then, then now, kind of the same thing. I'm the, I'm the head of household all, all of a sudden mm-hmm. again. 
Yeah. This is this is like my third time doing this, but I'm not scared this time. Yeah. I'm very Now positive. you know what to do. You know, the there's some yeah. wonderful takeaways from this. And a couple of things that come to mind as you share these very challenging stories are that first job, what you did instead of shrinking back, you said, you know what, I've got to figure out a way to make more money. My boss yeah. obviously can't pay me more. Well, how can I increase value? And I ran a company mm-hmm. for many, many decades. And I remember people coming in saying, I need a raise. And I'd say, why? Well, I bought a new car. Yeah. And I'd say, well, that's not, a, that's not yeah. a good reason for a raise. And I would always ask them, I'd say, well, what more are you doing for the company that you weren't doing a year ago? You're doing the same job. You haven't gone to night classes or read books or learned some new skill that can add value. So how can that translate to income? And I believe a lot of people... They don't think that way. They just think, because I've been here, therefore I should make more, which is the wrong way to think. I always say, well, why don't you get on the phone with one of our customers and say, I need to charge you more because I've been here a long time. Right. And listen to what the customer says. So it sounds like you improved yourself, you increased your skill sets, and that's the lesson learned for listeners out there that are trying to better themselves. My first job out of college after six months in, I asked my boss, how can I make more money? I was Mm -hmm. a graphic artist. And he said, well, you can bring clients in. And I say, how do you mm-hmm. do that? And he say, well, put a suit on, go downtown, walk into a high rise and knock on doors. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, can I just shadow you maybe a couple times and see how you do it? And that's what I ended up doing. And that's how I earned more mm-hmm. money. So you've got to improve your skill sets, add more value to either your customers like you do as a freelancer when you were doing freelance work or to your employer inevitably mm-hmm. to the customers, but that's the lesson learned. So I appreciate you taking us there. Now you're old hat at this. So you know exactly what you I have know. to do, but I'm sure it's not something you really want to go through over and over again. We're all going through now, but there's some comfort knowing that. But yes. you know, if you're out there at home wondering how to get through this, now's a great time to, to learn something. And now is a time that you can learn more than ever in the history of man or womankind because we have this magical thing called the internet. Yep. You can learn anything. If you want to learn how to extract teeth, go to YouTube. There's videos for it. So uh, just just don't ask me to be your patient in your dentist chair. But (laughs) well, listen, let's take a short break. Thank our sponsors here, how we make a little money here at Cars Yeah. And we'll be right back to talk about your personal automotive journey. So sit tight. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. 
It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH. And you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right. $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. All right, we're back, Elizabeth. I want you to share a story that instigated this passion you have for cars. I mentioned in your bio that your father was a drag racer, and I'm sure that had an influence on you. Uh, What was that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car gal? So I've been thinking about this, and I don't have a good answer because I think I was just born a gearhead. Fair. (laughs) It always was. There was no moment where I realized it or I have moments where I realized I was kind of different you know, being around my peers and they had no idea what I was talking about when I'm like in elementary school uh, talking about drag racing and especially as a girl, they're like, uh, okay. I mean, I I was just born into it. There's really no moment. I wish there was, you know, (laughs) I wish there was some. Well, obviously your dad had some influence though, because, you know, being your little girl and you see this guy getting in these cars going really fast and that led you to buy your first car, which was a fast car. And we'll we'll, we'll touch on that maybe. And I think that'll shed a little more light here. Uh, Tell us about that first special car, because I know a little bit about it, but tell our listeners about it. Well, my first car is one of my cars now. So I've had it forever. Got it when I was 17 years old. It's 1998 Firebird Formula, and that's a LS1 equipped uh, Firebird. People are always kind of confused uh, what's different from a Formula and a Trans Am. Trans Am's just a different bumper and a spoiler, but the internals are all the same. Yep. And uh, I was looking for it at 17 years old. Nobody even wanted to let me test drive any of these cars. I was just finding kind of nothing. Yeah, I was coming up empty. I was finding these cars that were just way too expensive for what I could afford. Or they were falling apart. Um, I actually test drove the one person that let me test drive a car. The one person. I test drove it. It was a dealer. And it ran out of gas first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? So that should have been my first red flag. And I kind of did take that red flag and went with it. And I, I wanted to go back. Um, <laughs> I was just, you know, kind of politely test driving it after they had somebody bring gas so sure. I could drive it. Yeah. And yeah. the differential locked up. On what? It. Yep. Going down the road. It locked up on me. I wasn't doing anything. Wow. But, it, you know, where it was parked, there was a huge puddle of fluid. So sure. they knew well, they knew what was going on. And they were trying to sell me this car. And they still tried to sell it to me. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> they normally leak a little bit. They're like, well, we can get it fixed up. Of and course. I'm like, it's not moving, though. Like, it, you know, I didn't know a lot about differentials at the time. Now I know... Uh, the tin bolt and an F body is a piece of junk. I broke mine doing a burnout. 
uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> well, so maybe gotta, you shouldn't be doing burnout, young lady. <laughs> oh, that's not going to That's not going to happen, yeah. <laughs> and after that, I went to CarMax kind of on a whim, just thinking, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford anything here, but maybe they'll let me test drive something. Uh, maybe I'll find something I can afford that's not specifically an F-body, which is what I wanted. I wanted an LS1 F-body. I wanted one of those since they came out. I was 12, and I remember the commercials. And then I remember I could hear the note of the car, of the LS1 cars like when they would come down the road. And I would race to the window mm-hmm. and watch it drive by. So I always wanted one. Went to CarMax, very expensive, beautiful, you know, nice cars. That's a good dealership. That's actually where I got the my charger uh-huh. but i went there they had a like a really eager car sales guy who used to work at kind of a slimy dealership but now he's working somewhere that's the you know the famous no haggle kind of place yeah and he wanted to sell me a car so badly and he sat me down in his office and he pulled up the high mileage inventory and there there was there was my car wow and it was listed as having one hundred and twenty five thousand miles on it and I'm like, okay, well, it looks great. You know, this is CarMax. This is a reliable dealer. Cool. It was affordable. And it was about $10,000 less than a comparable uh, car, you know, that was on the lot with less miles. Uh-huh. So I signed on it. I bought it sight unseen because it was at a different dealership. Oh, wow. And the guy went and picked it up and he brought it back. And on the way back, he calls me and he said, guys, you're not going to believe this. This car only has 25,000 miles on it and it is in showroom condition. What? They mislisted it. But since you already bought it and it's yours, they can't change the price now. <laughs> score. <laughs> wow. I know. The biggest score of my life. And yeah, I got it. Brought it home. Beautiful car. I mean, this was back in 2004. So it wasn't, didn't have a lot of age on it, but people were still. You know, Elizabeth, I was about to say, what were you thinking buying a car you'd never seen with that kind of miles? That's crazy. And then to have it turn out to be, so I guess I you, your I trust, so. your trust was reserved, was uh, rewarded. <laughs> well, my thing was, you know, if, if anything is broken on it, it's so cheap. I'll just fix it. You know, yeah. I want to work on it anyways. So about six months later, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to leave it stock. It's so beautiful. It's so, you know, such a beautiful car, not a scratch on it, not a dent, nothing. You know, not uh, not dirt in the engine bay, nothing at all. Such a beautiful car. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it stock. So about six months later, exhaust swap. Um, of course. And then after that. You couldn't leave it alone. Yep. Then intake, um, you know, just full bolt-ons. And then I started racing it. And it was, ended up being, it's what they call a factory freak in the F-body community, where for some reason, the car's just faster than it's supposed to be. Huh. So wow. it ended up being one of the fastest bolt-on LS1s back in like 2005, 2006, when I was allowed on the track, yeah. you know, after I turned 18. There you go. And then from there, you know, things have just kind of, yeah. I, I guess, Things have just before. evolved for Elizabeth <laughs> yeah. and her Firebird. Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about a, a bit of an introspective question I asked my guests here. What if you woke up tomorrow and you were a car? What would Elizabeth be? So I kind of cheated on this question because okay. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask. And I asked my friends and family, and I got some interesting answers. My husband said a McLaren, and Ooh. no explanation whatsoever wow. to it. I'm like, how? And the only thing I could think of is that— Well, he loves you very much. <laughs> I guess. 
He sees I mean, you in his through his eyes of love, you know? So for him, sure. you're a McLaren. You're perfect. But I've also seen a lot of McLarens crash, like a lot more than supercars. <laughs> well, that's the driver, not the car. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're a little... They're a little rough around the edges for a supercar, I think. I love—I mean, they're beautiful cars, but I've, I've noticed a lot on like Top Gear and things like that. Like they—they they get a little squirrely. I so think it's—I think it's the right foot that's getting squirrely, not the car. You know, it's the drivers who think they have the same skill set as the car has. What do you think you are? I think I'm my car. Honestly, okay. I think I'm just kind of an evolved version of myself. Um, always, I'm always kind of going up and improving and trying you know to do better um if something isn't working then i try something else and that's how we've been with my car is if it's not handling well you know what are we going to change if it's not running well what are we going to change um and i just i don't know i just identify with my car in a big way all right it's just you know i'm a lot different than, than i used to be i guess but in a good way that's a good thing absolutely well, we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions okay. for some real quick answers from you. Uh, some blips of that Firebird throttle. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? Being flexible and highly adaptable. Um, I don't ever say I don't know how to do something. I figure it out. If I don't have an answer to a question, I say I'll find out. And I say yes to a lot of things. Um, even if somebody's like kind of asking me without thinking and they'll go back on it and they're like, why did you agree to this? And Cause I don't really say no mm-hmm. to a lot of things career wise. Yeah. And that's just how you have to be just roll with the punches, especially like right now, everything's so competitive. I mean, you just gotta, you just gotta be adaptable. How about if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Love to have coffee with Shirley Maldoni. I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'd like to have her on this show. I got to make that happen somehow. How yeah. about the best automotive advice you've ever received? This is good automotive advice that I don't apply to um, <laughs> racing. <laughs> I apply it to my life, but I've never applied it to racing. One one night, I was going to the track with my car, and um, I was in my twenties. I don't really remember why I was at my parents' house. I'd stopped by. I think I was just showing my dad my car, and he told me. You don't race the other driver. You don't race the track. You race yourself. And that's how you become a better driver. That's how you get better times and all that. And I apply that in my career mostly mm-hmm. is I'm not, I'm not competing with some external factor. I'm competing with myself to become a better, you know, better editor, to yeah. become a better employee. I mean, honestly, that doesn't apply to me in a car because I tend to kind of underachieve if I'm alone on a track and I get kind of bored. But if you put somebody in front of me or beside me, like all of a sudden I'm like pulling my kin block moves. The car has like 200 more horsepower than it did before magically. Like somehow like I pull it all together if I'm competing with somebody on a track. So (laughs) it's automotive advice that I don't apply to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't apply to your own. Well, a lot of kids don't listen to their parents, but when they finally become a parent, then they realize their parents were right. So you're, you're already in those shoes. How about a great a resource for people, a go-to for you? What would it be? So 
this is an honest answer, but it's going to sound promotional. Um, on Metorius, I talked a little bit about the rolling out of the knowledge base articles over the last couple of weeks. Um, I think a lot of people in the industry, a lot of enthusiasts, and maybe people who just uh, want to be entertained are going to love these knowledge base articles because they talk so specifically about all these different ear model cars that like you're going to find out information that you couldn't find before and it's verified. You can trust it. And I kind of go back on my marketing experience with this. When I worked for a marketing company as the content manager, I was having such a hard time finding any information I could trust, like certainly not with Wikipedia and then, you know, there's all these different like random forums and random people talking about stuff. And I would, you know, talk about a Tri-5 hubcap and God forbid I got that wrong. I got, you know, skewered mm-hmm. on the Internet. And this is going to prevent that from happening. This is going to be a great resource for anybody in the industry, especially where you can look at it. You can get all the information, you know, all the production numbers and all that. And you can trust it. And there's just not much out there that's like this. So you can find that on the website, Motorious.com. I'll put a link to that on Elizabeth's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. How about a book? Is there a book you've read you think others should crack open and enjoy as well? So this is kind of uh, a kid book, but maybe like a high schooler book. It's called Art of Racing in the Rain. Pretty popular book. We bought it kind of like on accident, I guess. My eight-year-old, or now nine, she reads at an 11th grade level. So we were like trying to find something that would interest her, but wasn't, you know, like inappropriate. And this book is actually really inappropriate for kids. <laughs> well, part of it is. Yeah. Yeah. Picked it out because there's a dog on the cover and, you know, while reading it to her, we've had to skip a lot of parts, but it's such a good book because it kind of applies those values. Like I've talked about before, where it's just like, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to, try to take you down and like sometimes it feels like things are impossible like you have so many curveballs thrown your way like you don't want to be in a race car in the rain so that's where the kind of art of racing in the rain comes from is just you know no matter what is thrown your way just accept that there are uncontrolled variables in your life yeah and adapt to them and keep chasing keep going or go down swinging you know you have two options yeah We'll give it a try. Yeah, The Art of Racing in the Rain by Gar Stein. He uh, has been a guest here on Cars Yeah. That's the most recommended book here on Cars Yeah. But I'll remind our listeners that there's a place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books. It's under the Resources tab at the top of the landing page. You'll find over 1,600 books there that have all been recommended by my inspiring automotive enthusiasts, including Elizabeth Puckett here today. So go check it out. And of course, most of you know they made a movie about that book. I think the book is way better than the movie, though, because it goes more in depth. But uh, it was a, it's a great book, for sure. Bring a box of tissues. You're going to be, gonna <laughs> exactly. be crying, for sure. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Elizabeth. And uh, this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a very cool car today. But there are a couple rules that might make this a bit of a challenge for you. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. I want you to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. But here's the kicker. It's the only one fun toy collector car you can have. That means you got to get rid of your Firebird. So if you don't want to get rid of your Firebird, you already have your dream car. Cool. I don't have to spend any money today. But if you would like something different, what would it be? I mean, I wouldn't like anything different. But if, you know... If I'm buying, (laughs) 
somebody else is paying for it. I'm getting the most expensive car in the world. I'm going to get a Koenigsegg CC XR Tavia just because it's the most expensive one I can think of. <laughs> oh, my and gosh. That's, that's it. That's all I got. I mean, I'd rather have my car. I, I don't know. Maybe. I, I would have to test drive it, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Well, you've got a bad history of test drives. I'm not sure, sure they're going to let you do that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> of incidents occurring. But now, let me, I mean, other than the fact that it's super expensive. Yeah. I mean, the brand is awesome. Like, I love the guy's story. And he's, I think he's 37. He's not very old. So he's closer to my age than a lot of these other companies, the or CEOs, rather. And I, know, I just think they're really innovative. They're not the best looking supercars. I mean, they're not ugly, but... Obviously, like Ferraris are beautiful, beautiful cars. They're, you know, works of art. But I think, I don't know, they're just really innovative and cool cars. And, you know, the CCXR, I think there's like two made, maybe three. So, (laughs) and they're white carbon fiber. At least one of them is that I've seen. Yeah. So they're just cool. I like supercars, even though I'm a muscle car person at my heart. Like, I like supercars. They're just, you know, if. There's one on TV. I'll stop and pay attention. If there's a muscle car on TV, I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. Like, sure. <laughs> I know. Like, and they've done that. They're pretty wild. They're uh, the Jesco Absolute that they made. It's kind of a Batmobile car to me. That car is kind of cool. But uh, obviously during yeah. Car Week, I've seen those cars down there. I've never had the pleasure of driving in one, but uh, or much less driving one. But uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, Cindy said you're going to be an expensive date, and she was right. That's going to cost me a little bit, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. Happy to deliver that to you. Elizabeth, you, you've you <laughs> taken us on a fun ride today. I've really enjoyed learning more about you. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with us. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you rip off into the sunset in that Kona sig? <laughs> know your strengths and know your weaknesses and know how to turn your weaknesses into strengths, as weird as it sounds. and It's kind of cliche, but I mean, there's been times in meetings where I'm not following something that, uh, you know, the company is talking about. And I will pipe up and say, look, if I'm the target customer and I don't understand this and I'm part of the company, then we need to re-engineer what's going on. So, I mean, just turn your weaknesses into strengths. And again, like I keep saying, be adaptable, be flexible, learn, you know, never stop learning, learn, be an expert in your industry. And if you aren't an expert in, in your industry, become one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the best way to follow you guys, would that be Motorious.com? Yeah, head to Motorious.com. You can always email me with feedback, questions. Uh, If you have a cool lead, Elizabeth at Motorious.com. And I'll remind our listeners, Motorious is M-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S, Motor. Yes, Motorius.com. You'll find links to that on Elizabeth's show notes page and a uh, tie to her via email if you want to reach out to her. I would encourage you to follow them. You can subscribe online. You can enjoy them on Instagram as well. I think you also have a Facebook page, right? Yeah. Yeah, Motorius. Absolutely. You can find everything on her show notes page on the Carja website. Elizabeth, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your life with me. This has been fun. And thank you again to Cindy Sisson for connecting us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'll come back anytime to chat. Uh, Obviously, like if you get me talking about cars, I won't stop talking. So, (laughs) (laughs) And thanks again to Cindy for introducing us. Absolutely. You're welcome back anytime. You stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! 
Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!